What is up, everybody? This is Gina Spirito coming at you with the very first episode of the Gina Spirito podcast. I'm very excited to get this going, start the new year right. 2020 was, you know, pretty freaking whack. And I'm very excited to bring you guys some new content. Um, first things first, I used to have a podcast and it was called That GD Podcast. I did it with my boy G- Dallas. And, um,. Uh, we did that in the summer of 2019, so it's been about a year and a half since I've been behind the mic, so please, please bear with me as uh, we get through these first couple episodes, as, um, you know, I, I don't think I'll be too bad, I don't think, um, you know, I'll keep you unentertained, but I really do appreciate everybody that is tuning in, taking time out of their day to um, just see what's going on in my life, see what's, um, on my mind, and, yeah, I, I appreciate all the support, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get this going, um, I think for the first episode, it's gonna be pretty, pretty short, pretty to the point, um, just wanna, you know, do a proper introduction, kind of tell you my thoughts about what my expectations are with the podcast, and, yeah, kind of just dive into a little bit of topics, um, before really getting it going in the next uh, couple episodes. So, I mean, first things first, who am I? Um, my name is Gino Spirito. Like I said, I am 20 years old. I have lived in San Diego County the majority of my life. I was born in Las Vegas. Um, both of my parents went to UNLV. So um, when they had me and we were, I was really young, um, they decided to move back down to San Diego, uh, just to be closer to family, and, I mean, I, I love San Diego, I love the weather, I love California, um, I've, uh, been blessed with a lot of things in my life, I, I, I don't think I've, um, really had, um, to struggle the way that some people have, and I'm very blessed for that, I, I, I love my parents, I love, uh, the environment that they've created for me growing up and my sister. So I'm very, very blessed for that. And I think I'm thankful for them every single day. Um, I go to, I, I currently am going to Cal State Northridge. I'm a junior um, studying entertainment media management with a minor in economics. I don't really quite know what exactly I want to be doing with that. Um, but I do hope to be obviously doing something in, in the entertainment industry and utilizing the degree that I'm going after. Um, like, I, as you guys will get to know um, throughout this podcast, I'm, I'm just a really big fan of all, all media outlets of entertainment. I, I love sports. I love music. I love just, you know, I'm just, I'm just a fan of being entertained, and I hope I can entertain y'all as well with um, talking about the stuff that I'm into. Um, my, my goals for the podcast ultimately is, um, like I said, just to create a space where um, it's open to talking about whatever you want to talk about. You know, I, I don't want to, with my last podcast um, with Dallas, it was, there was nothing wrong with it. I, you know, we, it was just a music podcast though. Like we would uh, have certain days for certain artists and the other days would be like, you know, our top five um, songs of the week and stuff like that. And that was a lot of fun. But I think with this podcast, like, of course, I, I would love to do a couple episodes that focus more on music or 
um, you know, what, what type of music, I mean, what type of, like, artists I'm listening to, but overall, I think it's going to be a little bit bigger than that. I think I want to have more than just music. I want to be able to talk about the Chargers and Justin Herbert and even, you know what I mean, how, how badly I would love Anthony, or how much I would love Anthony Lynn to be fired. Um, I, I want to talk about the Padres and all the moves that we've made recently. Um, I want to talk about the Lakers and what I'm expecting in this uh, Nets title run uh, with the team. And I just want to talk about life. I want to talk about what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing as a father, what I'm experiencing being in uh, my longest relationship yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's life is just good. Life, life is a lot of fun. Um, I hope uh, everybody is, you know, doing what they love, doing what they want to be doing, you know? Everybody has the opportunity to do whatever they want in this this life and you know we're all we're all blessed with the opportunity to be living each and every day um, especially after an, an awful year of 2020 you know I hope it's been like a huge wake-up call to go do what you want go after that girl you've had a crush on forever you know start getting into a sport you've wanted to start listening to an artist that people keep telling you to listen to, you know, like nobody's holding you back. No, nothing, you know, it's, it's uh, a very, very amazing thing to be alive. And my biggest hope is you take that and run with it. So yeah, I, I think that's, that's um, the biggest thing for this podcast. Um, I think to start, I would love to be doing like three episodes a week. Um, I haven't really decided on like, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or like a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or, you know, on the weekends, but I think three episodes a week to start, and if it goes good, if, if I'm, if I get better with uh, how to upload these, and um, it just start, it, it's just going good, obviously, I would like to increase that, start going every day, it'll be a little different once I go back to school as well, but I think um, that's, a, that's a good start, and yeah, I think Spotify um, will be the best uh place to post them I'll, I'll i'll try to get it on apple music as well and maybe i'll start posting these on youtube as well but i think to start three times a week spotify tune in that'll be great um but yeah enough with that you know it is january 1st 2021 um yesterday was a lot of fun i got to hang out with my girlfriend uh we got we, we had we had a good time reminiscing about uh just the year 2020 was, you know, I, if looking back on it, if, if I'm sure a lot of you can relate, it's, it's weird thinking about January and February, March and what those three months were. Cause I feel like I was just a completely different person. And, and then when I think it's, what is it? March 16th, March 14th, something like that. Um, when we, you know, went into a lockdown and my, my school got closed, um, or temporarily moved to online. Uh, it's it's just crazy thinking about the type of per- the the person I was and kind of the um. I mean I don't want to necessarily say I had different goals back then. I think it's more of just the priorities that I had on my mind at that time and that I do now. I I really hope that um, you know, twenty twenty wasn't an awful year in terms of uh self discovery for. A lot of you, I, I know that, um, 
you know, without question, financial hardships and um, deaths in the family, um, you know, not knowing, you know, when you're going to be going back to work, not knowing what tomorrow will bring and with the health and happiness of the you and the people you love, you know, it's it's in terms of that, like, yes, of course, like 2020 was devastating, but I hope that was they, it, it allowed you to realize like what's truly important in life. What do you love? What do you want to do? And I, I, I really think 2020 brought that out of me. And I think I'm thankful for that. Um, obviously, it's, it's been, it, it was rough, but um, I'm really thankful that it showed me who my real friends are and what my, you know, biggest priorities are in life and what I want to do. I, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but when I look back on 2020, I, I think for the most part, I'll, I'll just be thankful that I had to, or I mean, I was forced to basically isolate myself from like 98% of other people, you know, besides obviously my, my parents, my sister, my girlfriend, um, and kind of just, you know, recreate myself and remember what I love remember what i want to do like waking up and trying to um push myself to discover the higher meaning and like who i am as a person i i you know it's it was a, a year of self-discovery for me for sure and i hope that it was a year of self-discovery for you as well um you know it's it, it at the end of the day I really do hope that 2021 can bring more than that. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's about it for about 2020. Um, the good thing, I mean, on top of that though, 2020 did bring a lot of, um, good things for my teams. (laughs) I'm gonna, uh, what's it called? Well, quick introduction, my favorite teams, uh, well, sports teams at least got to be the Los Angeles Lakers coming off an NBA championship. You know, everybody can say it's a Mickey Mouse rain, quarantine rain, whatever. But, um, you know, the stress of being in that bubble for how much? 95, 96 days. I couldn't even imagine, you know, being being away from your families, being um, like literally locked in (laughs) this uh, Disneyland resort only focused on one goal like yeah I'm sure I'm sure it was a lot for some of those players and you know shout out to the NBA for letting that happen I'm I I don't um want to get too political on here but I was um watching every game during the bubble regardless you know obviously I watched every Laker game but um other games as well you know like the NBA really really was kind of the in, in my opinion, like that, that first um, major sports league that really kind of brought that back. I feel like it was the NBA and then baseball was kind of getting there. And then, uh, you know, the playoffs for baseball was happening and then football came on. So I really think um, I just really want to uh, thank the NBA for kind of like allowing a lot of sports fans to excuse me to. um just find that love that they had for sports again. You know, it was, it was hard. There was no sports and 
you know, the, the, the world was in a, a weird place, but I really feel like um, the NBA allowed um, their players to be in a safe enough environment to give us entertainment. And fortunately, my team won the championship. That was amazing. Um, tears were definitely shed. I jumped in. I jumped in my pool. It was it was a really good time when the Lakers won the championship. Um, man, oh man, I I, I cannot. I, I still can't believe that the Butts didn't make it to the to the championship. Shout out to the Miami Heat though. Jimmy Butler, wow, that man scared the living crap out of me in the finals. What he had that he had that forty point or fifty point. No, I think it was forty point triple double. Man, literally put the team on his entire back. You know, like in that. And that game sits um, loss, you know, like I know the Lakers basically blew the heat out. I mean, I think we ended up winning by maybe 15 to 20 points. But if you were watching that game, you, you definitely saw um, the Lakers just completely destroy them. And honestly, I, I can't even I can't even like hate on the on the Miami Heat like this man, Jimmy Butler and um and company like they they just played their hearts out and I, I i just i don't know i don't really want to talk crap about the heat because i really do feel like they were a great team i just i feel like they were outmatched i don't want to sound biased or anything but you know lebron james anthony davis kcp playing the way he was um it, it, it's it's hard to stop it's definitely hard to stop and they 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 had two games um where they they did but you know just a not not enough at the end, but it was definitely a great series to watch. Um, speaking about my other teams, um, you know, as bad as it sounds, yes, I am a Chargers fan, and you know, looking back on this season, it's I don't know, I I definitely have mixed emotions about about this season. Um, I don't I didn't really know what to expect coming in to. Uh, the season, I mean, you know, week one, it was an interesting win against Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't really know how good they they were going to be with him. You know, all respect to Joe Burrow. I hope he returns from his torn ACL in full fashion. I think the kid's a baller. I think the kid's a stud. Um, but I, I didn't really think it was, um, you know, it wasn't like we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. It wasn't like we beat... The Buffalo Bills, you know, it wasn't like we beat the Chiefs. Like, those are the teams that you're, you you want to beat in this league. And if you beat those teams, like, yeah, that's, that's a statement win. So after week one, beating Joe Burrow, I still didn't really know what the team's identity was going to be. And then, um, you know, going um, into, I think, yeah, week two was, I'm pretty sure it was the Chiefs, the Chiefs week. Let me, let me make, let me double check. First Chargers. Yeah, you know, week two going into that Chiefs game, I, I was pretty nervous, I'd say, you know, Patrick Mahomes and company always put on a show. And then Justin Herbert answers the game. I it's it was um it was definitely interesting seeing that man walk on the field, but I mean, ever since then I have become a believer. I didn't really know how to feel about Justin Herbert. I never really watched him at Oregon. Um not really into college football. I wish I, I wish I was a little more, but 
Um, I definitely did become a Justin Herbert believer throughout the season, and now I I definitely 100% am excited for the future. You know, there was a lot of a lot of tough losses. You know, if you if you watch the Chargers, you understand how good this team should be. You know, on on paper, this team should be competing in the playoffs 100%. I'm not trying to be biased. That's just facts. You know, you don't – you're not just 12-4 and four and then you, you know, experience a bunch of injuries and obviously, you know, go 4-12 and 12 and then, you know, you still have some key guys out, but you there's just – something missing you know you can just as a Chargers fan I I just feel like there's one thing that's missing and I think you know over the past couple years seeing the decline since our 12 and 4 season where we sadly got blown out by the Patriots in 2018 I I really feel like it yeah it it does come down to coaching and I feel bad for Anthony Lynn man I, I feel like um you know I don't know how much control he has over the play calls or I don't know how much control he has when it comes down to, um, you know, time of possession and uh, making sure we utilize our timeouts right and, and that type of stuff. But, you know, when, when you just put it into simple terms, he's the head coach. He should have all that power. He should have all that control. So at the end of the day, you know, like that's just – it's a business. You know, I really feel like even if we beat the Chiefs this week and we finish this season 7-9 and nine, – on a four-game winning streak headed into 2021 season, I, I really do not think we should keep Anthony Lynn around. And, you know, I, I really do like Anthony Lynn. I think he is a great person. I think he is a amazing, you know, figure. Like, I mean, right, let me put this in other terms. I think he is a great role model for people. He's, um, I think he built, like, a church... Uh, or not a church, a school, like in Africa, and I, you know, I, I believe he's a great off-the-field person, but sometimes that's just not enough in any major organization, and I, I just feel like it's time to go in a different direction. I feel like um, while we have Justin Herbert over this, uh, on this rookie contract, and we have uh, Keenan extended, Austin Etler extended, um, we have Joey Bosa that just extended. Hopefully, Hunter Henry will be signing back with us. I feel like him and Justin Herbert have a great rapport. Um, I just I feel like it's 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 time to win now. And I, as a Chargers fan going into the season, I didn't really know if it was time to win now. I you know I I've watched Philip Rivers my entire life, and I love the guy. I really hope that the Colts somehow sneak into these playoffs, man. Because let me tell you, the one person. In the playoffs, that deserves to win a Super Bowl more than anybody is Philip Rivers. I do not care who you bring up; it is Philip Rivers. Give me one second. I need, a, I need a, some water. Um, yeah, I, I who else is? I, I'm pretty sure Philip Rivers is top seven in all major quarterback stats, whether that's yards, touchdowns, stuff like that. He's he you know has the record for most straight completions. Um, you know, he's been to the AFC championship game, I want to say twice. I know one year he played on his torn ACL and then, you know, so many division, so many AFC division, uh, losses, you know, the infamous one in 2007, 
I think when we lost, I know we've lost the Patriots twice, but the one where Nate Kading couldn't make a field goal to save his, that was against the Jets in 2009, actually, where Nate Kading couldn't make a field goal to save his life. But the one in 2006 or 2007 where we should have won that game, but the Patriots um, did Sean Merriman's dance and LT's dance on the Bolts after the game. And then 2006 was when Marlon McCree should have just taken a knee. Instead, he tries to run the ball back, and he fumbles it and just gives it right back to Tom Brady on the 35-40 yard line. This man has gone through a lot, <laughs> and, you know, as a Chargers fan, I can only, I feel like I've come to the conclusion that I can only care so much. I can only give so much to this goddamn team because it's really just frustrating at the end of the day when we're watching them. It's really just, like, sad seeing a team that has that much talent continuously fall short. So I cannot even imagine what it was like being the quarterback for this team, putting your heart on the line. I, I was a firm believer in Philip Rivers, and I always will be. Um, you know, my my dad, he'll ask me, you know, what do you what do you think if um, – he actually asked me this the other day. He said, what do you think if uh, Eli Manning came to the Chargers instead of Philip Rivers and that trade never happened? And I, I truthfully think – one, the Giants win more Super Bowls than they did. And two, the Chargers would have gotten rid of Eli Manning. I, I just don't I don't think it works out the way it does, you know? Shout out to shout out to the Giants, man. They they won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning. It, it that trade seemed to work for them. Um Ben Roethlisberger still also a part of that draft class, two Super Bowls, maybe a third one this year, you know? Maybe a third one. They're look they they looked a lot better week Week 16, um, the comeback win against Philip Rivers, actually. But Philip Rivers is the only one that's a part of that, arguably the greatest quarterback draft class of all time, to not have a Super Bowl. So I, I really hope the man does win. I really hope the Colts somehow sneak their way in. Um, but yeah, looking back on this season, I... Um, I want to be mad, but I can't. You know, Justin Herbert played really good. Argue, you know, n no question about it, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, and at the same time, it's like we could have won so many other games, you know. So th that's where I feel like, you know, my statement about coaching, it's like, you know, we need, I think, a new, a new face, maybe a new, you know, a, a different type of swag in the organization, like, I, there's just something about losing, you know, so many close games where is it really is you know what I mean? Is it just the coach? Like why don't we give <laughs> like why why are we focused on anything else, you know what I mean? I, so that's that's my final final take on just this season, you know, obviously I'm going to be talking about the Chargers a lot more, but um yeah, unfortunately I am a Chargers fan. I do love them to death and you will hear me talk about them a lot but was the season a bust I, I i don't i don't think it was necessarily a bust because going into the season i really did not think we were going to win the super bowl and coming out of the season we have justin herbert playing in my opinion as at least a top 10 quarterback in the league if not top 10 top 12 um and you know we get we get we get a lot of people a lot of people back healthy you know, we'll get, we'll get DJ back. Oh, my gosh, we missed DJ. We'll get uh, Drew Tranquil back. Um, Austin Eckler will be with us the entire season. 
we, we got to have some consistency at the offensive line. That'll be nice. But yeah, Kenneth Murray as well, a stud. He, he you know, he, he didn't get hurt this year, but that's probably another reason why I, I don't feel that necessarily this season was a bust. It really reminds me of Josh Allen's first year with the Buffalo Bills. They finished 6-10, and ten, and that last game, I think they played, I, I remember this, because they, they, they had this thing on, um, they were shot, I can't remember who that defensive tackle was who played for the Bills for like 15 years, so they, they had like a whole thing for him at that last game, but they won like 45-20 to 20 against the Dolphins, and they finished that year like 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine or something like that, and they, um, you know, a lot of people like were not talking about the Bills and now look at them, you know, two years later, you know, 12 and 12 and three. Um, possibly going to be the two seed if they win this week and the Steelers lose. And Josh Allen looks like a top five quarterback. This man is a baller. He's a stud. I had him on my fantasy team this year. You know what I mean? So, you know, add Stephon Ditz to that. The defense, you know, playing at a good level, that's a very solid team. And I feel like the Chargers can become that with a new coach, with, you know, all our guys healthy. And, yeah, I, I really I really do believe that, for sure. Speaking of my last team that um, I'll touch on today, you know, is the San Diego Padres. Yes, the San Diego Padres. <laughs> um, you know... Unfortunately, I don't have too much to talk about the Padres before last season for very, very obvious reasons. San Diegans that love baseball have been just given a very crappy team for a very long time. And I feel like we saw a little hints of it in 2018. Then last year I mean, well yeah 20 well the uh, yeah, 2019 i mean we saw a little hint of it and then this past year was just you know i truly think it was just the start and you know i don't want to sound like a biased padres fan i don't want to sound like i'm hyping the team up too much but it's like i really feel as if our window has just opened Finally, after all these years, I know the Astros are 100% cheaters, and I do not mean to compare them to the Padres in any way, but the storyline for the Astros when nobody knew that they cheated yet was just how they had so many years of suffering, and then all, then boom, their window opened, and yeah, they did make it to, you know, two World Series, three ALC, no, four ALCS Championship Series now, um, two World Series appearances in the last four years. Um, and the, yes, although they did cheat, I'm not saying the Padres are cheaters in any way, but I really think the storyline can be the same for the Padres in the next few years. You know, like this team that has suffered for so long, finally on the grip of making a real serious World Series run for, for multiple years to come. I, I really believe that. The additions of Blake Snell, Yu Darvish. I don't, I don't even want to try to pronounce the other player we just signed. I'm pretty sure from, I think it's Japan. 
for, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Japan. Um, I, I mean, I really think um, time and time again that the Padres are in it to win it now. We saw that at the last trade deadline of this year, acquiring Mike Clevenger. Unfortunately, that hasn't really worked out in our favor so far as he's going to go through Tommy John surgery again. But, you know, he, you know, we're not, we're not, our GM is definitely in it to win it now. And I, I would not be surprised if the Padres have even more moves come, come before April 1st or yeah, April 1st is opening day. I'm pretty sure come before April 1st. And, um, I, yeah, I cannot, I cannot speak so highly of my, I mean, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this team and just the you know the city of San Diego and how excited we all are about this Padres team you know I don't get me wrong I have a lot of friends who are Dodgers fans and I'm very happy quote-unquote that you guys got to experience a World Series championship you know it was about time three you know your third time's a charm but please what, what my issue with Dodger fans at the moment are is how they're acting as if they their window is closing as ours is opening. You know, I, I you know nothing against them. Nothing against... I really still believe that the Padres... Yes, they are the little brother to the Dodgers. Like, let's be real. You know? Like, I'm not going to just, you know, sit up here and, you know, eight... Eight division trials straight. I'm pretty sure eight or it's like eight or nine, and on top of that, you know, like he, going to the World Series three of the past four years, just winning the World Series, coming off that, you know, who who knows what that does for that Dodgers team? You know, they they know they can win now. That's a whole different mindset going into a season, knowing you can win versus coming just short the way they did the past two years. You know, sometimes a team just needs that. Sometimes a team needs those Ws, needs that morale boost to take that next like take that next step. So I'm very interested to see how the Dodgers, um, how they are um, this year coming off of their World Series win. Um, but yeah, I, I my issue with Dodgers fans is talking down on the Padres as if we haven't suffered enough already. It's like we're, you know, we're getting there. Like let us enjoy this moment. Let us enjoy the the new signings we have. Let us enjoy our great season we had last year. Yes, I know we got swept by y'all, but we still had a great season in comparison to the past 20. You know what I mean? Come on. Just like calm down. We're not saying that we are above you in any way yet. Yet. That's the key word yet. But, you know, don't act like you're not scared. Don't act like you you know, are not anticipating this Padre Dodger series to be a blowout the way they have to be blow. I mean, you know, unfortunately, yes, I I am a Padres fan, but the Dodgers annihilated us in the playoffs this year. I I really feel like our best chance to win that series was completely taken away when Cody Bellinger robbed Fernando Tatis's home run. <coughs> That was the biggest momentum switch I have ever felt in a, you know, in, in a series, like just being a fan at least. You know, I, I've watched baseball throughout my life, and I don't feel as if I was that connected to a lot of postseason baseball as I was this year 
because, you know, my team was finally in the freaking playoffs. So, yeah, I, I really felt like if Fernando Tatis' home run goes over that fence, Cody Bellinger doesn't catch that, that series is completely different. You know, I'm not saying that the Padres win the series. I'm saying that who knows what happens. Baseball is crazy in that way, and that's why I love baseball, you know. It really comes down to, you know, you can have the best pitchers, the best hitters. You can have everything that on your side in that regards. But, you know, if you guys have an off day, like, another team can easily beat you. Easily. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, not, not as easy as, I don't know, other sports. But it's like, yeah, you, you don't hit the ball well. Your pitcher gives up one run. You're not hitting the ball. Boom, you win, you lose 1-0. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's tough to win in baseball, but I really feel like the Padres are putting themselves in a prime position to win now. Like I said, and I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited to see what the future holds because let me tell you, we are coming. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are those are my three favorite teams. Obviously, um, kind of wanted to just give a give a little introduction to those those uh things in my life because that'll be a big part of this podcast and what I talk about no one's like um but yeah um oh yeah another thing I want to talk about in regards to football if you play fantasy football you you obviously know that Alvin Kamara won a lot of people a championship this past this past weekend you know this man played lights out i've never seen somebody completely dominate the game the way he did and unfortunately for me i had alvin kamara and it was in a full ppr plus bonus league this man gave me 68 points 68 so, you know, hey, Gino, why are, you, why are you talking about this? You obviously won the championship, right? So, you see, going into Monday Night Football, I was up by 50 points. 50 points against one of my fraternity brothers, Jake. And this man only had Stephon Dids. And in my mind, you know, I know the Bills are a much better team than the Patriots this year. Like, by far. But, you know... When you're playing a division opponent, you never know what can happen. You never do. Especially with the Bills and Patriots. The Patriots have completely dominated that AFC East division for so long now. But I'm watching this game. Stephon Dids doesn't have too much action in the first first quarter, first like first quarter, you know, first half of the second quarter. And then boom! Fifty yard touchdown. And like I said, it's a full PPR plus bonus league. And these bonuses, it's eight plus eight points for a receiving touch, a 40 plus yard receiving touchdown and plus four points for a, a 40 plus. Okay, let me say that again. Sorry. It's, it's, I, I stumbled there. Plus eight points for a 40 yard plus touchdown. And it's plus four points for a 40 yard reception. So, obviously, that's 12 extra points for that play. So, Safan Dids basically received about 25 points on just that play alone. And that put him at 27 for the game in the second quarter. And that is when I started to just about freak out. 
<laughs> comes the second half, first possession. Boom, Stefan did, I think, three times on that possession, and then he ended up just completely bodying the defender for the for the end zone. And that at that point, with 13 minutes left in the third quarter, this man has 40 points for him. Are you kidding me? But it started going my way. You know, Stefan Dids was a little bit more quiet. Only 10-yard, you know, some 10-yard catch here, some 10-yard catch there. But, you know, just one-and-a-half, two-point plays. And before that final touchdown... And before they obviously got pulled because they were just up by so much, I was up by four points. And in my mind, I see Stefan Dids on the left, single coverage. I'm pretty sure it was like two or maybe a trips on the right. And Josh Allen rolls to the right. And I think to myself, wow, this might be the play. Josh Allen scores to another person. I might win this game. This man do, turns and rolls to the other side, turns his hips. And then he fires and hits Stephon Dids. I, I, and I lost my championship because Stephon Dids ended with 53 points. On that play, too? Oh, my God. That was just... Yeah, I had a word for that. And I think that's the day... That's, that's definitely the game that I realized this man, Josh Allen, is legit. You know, I, I told... Like I said before, I had him on my fan... I've had him on my fantasy team. It wasn't in that lead, unfortunately. Um... Because going into that game, only only uh, Jake had a person playing. So I literally could not control my score. He was the only person that could control his. And he ended up winning by three. Shout out to Jake. That was a great finals. Unfortunately, I finished in second this year. Again, in one of my leads. I've never won a championship yet. This is my third year of fantasy football. So yeah, I've finished in second twice now. Um, but yeah, that play was an amazing play by Josh Allen. And shout out Stefan Dids, you know, all love. He gave him 53, but I think Stefan Dids has found a home in Buffalo, it's safe to say. Him and Josh Allen, I, I mean, the, the video of them before the game, just messing with each other and joking, like, that's how a quarterback-receiver relationship should be if it wants to be successful. And that's why I think this Bills team can be very dangerous in the playoffs, very dangerous for this, this juggernaut of a Kansas City team. Trust me, I see them twice a year. Um, the Chargers are actually playing them this week, and, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers pulled off a dub, but I also would not be the same amount surprised if the Chiefs somehow win, because they're, they're just so good. That organization is great. I have nothing, it's, it's a, definitely a love-hate relationship with the Chiefs, you know? I hate them when I'm not, you know, when I'm playing against them, and I hate that they are our di division rival but it's like how can you not marvel at greatness you know Patrick Mahomes is a very very good quarterback and he will be a very very good quarterback for a very long time 10 years 500 million <sighs> give me a fucking break okay but yes it's it's a very I'm, I'm very excited about next next year fantasy football I hope Stefan did does not do that to me again in the championship <laughs> I, I had to talk about that, man. I, I feel like I'm the only person in the entire world that had Alvin Kamara on their team and did not win their championship. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Um, let's get into music before we end this first episode. And I, I, I just... The, the first thing that I want you guys to know is I um, actually this this summer started to uh, collect 
my I, I mean I started to, I I've I've had a vinyl collection I want to say for about two years now but it was it was in the twenty to thirty range before I mean not even this summer definitely quarantine I, I guess when I say this summer sometimes I'm just referring to March mid March until about I mean shit we're still kind of I I'd say it's like August yeah but um we're still kind of in it but I definitely up my vinyl game from about twenty to thirty to now about 158 vinyls so music is definitely a huge part of my life i mean my last podcast like i've mentioned was a music podcast and um i really um think that more people should expand their music taste expand what they're listening to because yeah i i I will stand by this i really think music is one if not the best art form there is for us to work with you know and yeah, I, I, I love music. Um, I think, I guess some highlights of 2020 for my music um, taste was one definitely, of course, starting at the top, Mac Miller dropping, or his, his, his estate dropping Circles, RIP Mac Miller forever. Um, Circles was definitely um, a huge part of why I think the way I do now when I, you know, when I touched on 2020 and trying, trying to find, uh, that deeper meaning in yourself and trying to push yourself to do what you love and not do it on other people's terms. That's, that's definitely what, um, Mac brought to me with circles. Uh, I want to say swimming is my, my, my favorite album of all time. I think, I think that album really helped me through a dark time in my life to just keep treading, just keep going. And I think on circles, you you really hear Mac. It it's like you hear him. He's finally made it to the other side. He's finally, you know, past all that, and he still may be unhappy at times. He still may have, you know, maybe going through some some sort of uh, relapse. He's you know he still might have a hard day here and there. But at the end of the day, he's good. At the end of the day, you know, let's simplify stuff. And make it a lot easier. Why? Why do we? Why is everything got to be so complicated? You know, like, you know, it's uh, it, it it was a great album. And shout out to Mac, Matt's Estate for releasing that. Um, I actually did get Swimming in Circles, the bot set from both my grandparents and my girlfriend for Christmas. That was a great gift. Shout out to both of them or all three of them for uh, just knowing knowing me, knowing what I like. Um, that that was that was. Definitely a great start to 2020. I thought that was that was uh, going to be a start to a great year, but obviously uh, that took took a turn for the worse. But um, another an, another thing with music in 2020, de- the weekend absolutely murdered this year. Let me tell you. After Hours was another album. I felt like it, it's it's just great music. I you know I I could go on and on about how much I love that album but at the end of the day you just gotta go listen to it yourself i can i i just can't put into words how this man abel just completely killed it completely murdered this album and the fact that he did not get nominated for any grammys that that is by far the biggest snub in grammy history there is no questions about it are you kidding me blinding lights 
was the number one song all year. I want to feel like heart. I mean, heartless was also up there. I don't. You know, those two. I felt like his two singles were one hundred percent on the radio all year, um, and just interchanging. You know, like which one was like on more at a certain like it felt like one month, you know, blinding lights was a little bit bigger and then heartless was just as big. And then, you know, you get this whole project that's filled with a bunch of hits as well. You know, yeah, Snow Child, Escape from L.A., Faith. Are you kidding me? Like those those are definitely I'd say top three for me Um, after. No, actually, check that Escape from L.A. would probably be for after hours. The song is 100 percent my favorite song on there and then i think that'd be followed by snow child or faith those are probably tied for second and then escape from la is beautiful as well but how does that man not get nominated for a grammy as well as mac i know i know mac i think i can understand that i you know being a mac miller fan i i understand that you know he should have won for swimming um but uh Unfortunately, Cardi B had to beat him. I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> but So going into it, I, I don't think I was necessarily that surprised that Mac didn't get nominated for anything. But I truly think that it is just dis- disgusting that The Weeknd did not get nominated for After Hours. That is just, you know, they want to... It seems as if every year... It goes to the most popular song. You said you've seen that with Taylor Swift winning over Kendrick. You've seen that with Macklemore winning over Kendrick. You know, like it's like the you know the most pop, the most you know. Wait, what what do people know? What's been on the radio? So, I think that's why it's so much more frustrating that the weekend didn't get nominated, because this man has been charting all year. He had one of the biggest years ever. He's about to be. I mean, supposedly there have been reports that. It, it was because he recently announced he would be at the Super Bowl, and he had, a, he had to pick one, or, you know, that or the Grammys. And he, the weekend, tweeting out that him and the Grammys had already been in talks about a performance, and him saying that no nominations means no invite. I mean, I agree with him. Like, how I, – I really hope, I really hope that that wasn't the case, you know, because that's some bullshit. Let's be real. That is ridiculous. If the weekend did not get nominated because he's performing in the Super Bowl, that is just ridiculous. B- besides that, that album is great. Please listen to After Hours if you have it. Um, just just going through my. T- I, if you guys don't have Spotify, um, I hope it's for good reasons because I, I really I, I really do think uh, Spotify is a great app. I've had I've been to Spotify Premium since uh, my freshman year of high school. And yeah, if you're a student, four ninety nine a month, that's a beautiful deal. You get Showtime and Hulu with that as well. I don't I don't think you can beat that. Um The Scots. Man oh man, I need that. Kid Cody, Travis Scott, definitely top five artists for me. Um need that. Need need that project ASAP. I know that's coming. I'm not I'm not too concerned with it necessarily coming i just want it now that's a great song that was a great part of 2020 um tame and paula as well i think i slept on tame and paula for a very long time um and going into this year you know that finally changed and 
I saw, I, I see all, all these people posting about the slow rush and I know I finally gave in. I listened to it and wow, what an album that was, you know, got me into, got me into currents, which I think arguably is an even better project than the slow rush, but that has nothing. I think they're both tens, you know, both tens, but I feel like it's definitely just comes down to what type of mood are you in? You know, the subject matter on both albums are, are different. But yeah, the Slow Rush was an amazing album. Shout out to Kevin Parker. That man does so much, and he needs to be talked about more. I'm I'm very glad that the Slow Rush was nominated for Grammys, and I I have no doubt that that he will win. And then you know, in recent in recent music news, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon Three. What a project that was. I know there has been a lot of uh, criticism like towards the album it being a little different than man on the moon one man on the moon two and I, I i just feel like the reason why i love this project so much is because yes you can tell who kid Cudi was inspired by making this music you can tell that man was inspired by travis you can tell he wanted some more up-tempo stuff like he said but i already love that music i love travis scott i love what you know that type of music, that feeling that, you know, though that music brings to you, like, when you want to just jump around, you want to just rock out, and I, I think Kid Cudi, maybe, you know, yeah, of course, you could say that if Travis Scott was on this, it could be his own project, but Kid Cudi still brought his, you know, he brought his best on this project, are you kidding me, Tequila Shots, she knows this, Dive is going to be a perfect song to mosh to at concerts. Heaven on Earth is beautiful. He, you know, I, I, you know, I love Skepta and Pop Smoke's verses on Show Out, but Kid Cudi brought his own on that as well. Solo Dolo Part 3 is definitely better than Solo Dolo Part 2, but I don't think you can beat the first one. That's a beautiful song. Sad People is definitely, I think, top. I think that's, that's probably my favorite besides The Void. Void is beautiful. September 16th, he's talking about his girl. So, yeah, you just have a lot of good songs on here. And I don't think people understand, you know, what was happening with Cuddy before this, the dark places that he went to. And, you know, just being able to relate to him on Man on the Moon 1 and then Man on the Moon 2. And then he he starts, you know, doing Indicud. And then you go to Satellite Flight. And then, you know... We don't really, we, we, we don't talk about, what's, what's Kid Cudi's album that we, the one that he completely flopped. I, yeah, Speedball's Heaven. See, I don't even know, it's, yeah, Speedball's Heaven we just don't talk about, you know? And I'm really glad that, I, I mean, I personally, I personally think that Passion, Pain, and Demon Slain was a very good project as well. Um, I think Kid Cudi's only miss of his career is definitely Speedball's Heaven. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that he's he's really good. Um, watching that interview with Zane Lowe, it sounds like he's at a really good place mentally. I, I just feel like the way he talked about Man on, on Man on Moon 1 and Man on Moon 2, I, I feel like I could relate to him so deeply and so immensely. And then the way he kind of just fell off and he had to he had to refine himself. He had to take time to himself and prioritize other things in his life. I felt like that was beautiful when he was talking about that, man. Like, you know makes you realize these celebrities really are just one of us at the end of the day and i'm really glad 
that he's doing good. I, I, I love Man on the Moon 3. It's definitely going on my vinyl wall. Um, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful project. That was a great way to end 2020. I'm, I'm very excited to hear the Cuddy Cut. I'm very excited to um, see if that uh, feature with Playboy... I, I don't really listen to Playboy Cardi that much. I didn't really li I didn't listen to a whole lot of Red. That's why I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't want to have an opinion on it until I truly listen to it. But um, that that Cuddy feature on Kid Cuddy, they posted it on Twitter. I don't know if it was, um, I don't know if Cardi or Cuddy posted it, but um, that sounded very good. So I hope that's on there or it's on the whole lot of Red. It's a lot. And then, like I said before, the Scots. I, I just feel like Kid Cudi's back. He's he's happy, and I'm really happy for him. That's that's all you want for people, you know. These these people that we look up to at the end of the day. You don't want them to get burnt out. You don't want them to, you know, just start thinking stupid thoughts. Because at the end of the day, they are one of us, like I said. So, shout out to Kid Cudi, man. Ending 2020 on a great note. Um, I'd say the most people, you know... To end, to end the whole music segment, I'd, I'd say Drake is definitely going to release some, some fire come January. Um, you know, the next few weeks, I'd say. I, I hope it's not the end of January. I hope he releases it that soon. I think he's going to absolutely kill Certified Lover Boy. I was at the performance where Drake got booed. I can't flaw now. I promise I did not boo him. <laughs> but I feel like um, a lot of people just kind of take Drake for granted. Sometimes, you know, this man just makes hits, you know? Dark Lane demo tapes, hits. Like, I can't get over the fact that this people really be sleeping on Drake. Scorpion is probably Drake's least talked about album, yet you find you have three or four songs on there that were that were just absolutely banging in the clubs, banging um, on the radio. It's just, regardless... This man Drake is gonna hit. I really think it'll be a full project of hits. It won't be like a Scorpion. It, it it'll be like a you know nothing was the same where everything hits. A take care. If you're reading this too, it's too late. Is also very good. Views is very good. Uh, you know what I mean? I I really think he's gonna you know, he's gonna hit and and I I really hope that there's some other artists that drop. I hope Kendrick drops. You know the, you know the obvious big ones. I hope Kendrick drops. I hope Cole drops. They're whatever though, you know. They are they. I mean, not they're not whatever. It's more of like they already have their own like huge discography we can choose from. I, I think I want to hear more from artists like Isaiah Rashad. You know, he posted something yesterday saying he's gonna drop. So that'd be nice. Isaiah Rashad is you know still trying to prove himself in the game, and I I feel like Sylvia Demo, the Sun's Raid, that's beautiful work. You know, I want to hear I want to hear SZA. She dropped a single on Christmas. She dropped a um hit different a couple months ago. Um, I think that project will be really good. I, I love TDE. TDE's great. Um, but yeah, SZA, Isaiah Rashad. Uh, yeah, this... I, I really... Oh yeah, and then Absol also tweeted something today saying he's going to be dropping soon. So yeah, I think TDE will have a pretty big 21. Drake will will obviously have a great album in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to 2021 music. That'll be that'll, It's going to be a good year for music, I think. I think 2020 was a great music for me, great year for music. Pardon me, and I think 2021, the biggest difference for me personally, I think that a lot of these small, like quote unquote, smaller artists going into 2020, 
I think a lot of them dropped in 2020. In 2020. And you see Lil Baby have an amazing year. You see um, other people. Uh, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow dropped. He, he's, he popped off. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to say smaller. I feel like a lot of these artists are big. I just mean they're not, you know, on a Drake level. They're not on a Kendrick level. They're not on a Cole level, which is okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's very far few people that can be on that type of level. But there's a lot of artists this year that um, just prove themselves that much more. And I feel like in 21, a lot of these artists will drop again. But on top of that, a lot of these legends will drop. You know, Drake's in a drop. Cole's in a drop. I hope Kendrick will drop. You know, like, I'm, I'm really excited for that. I think, I really, really think it's going to be fun. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed this first podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be rambling about a lot of stuff. I kind of want to just hit every every little thing that I'll be talking about on these podcasts, you know, on different days, obviously, maybe I'll be talking more about sports on if I'm, if an album drops, I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking about music a lot more that day, but I kind of wanted to just hit every, every topic today. I kind of wanted to just feel this out. It's been, a, it's been like a year and a half since I've been in front of the mic and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this. It means more than, you know, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's looking up. 2021 is going to be a good year for all of you. I hope you stay up, stay healthy, stay blessed. This has been the first episode of the Gino Spirito Podcast. Thank you for listening, like I said. And yeah, hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you, sir.